Hi there. Welcome to my podcast, Unashamed. My name is Inioluwa. And as always, I'm excited to be recording again. It's the third week since I started my podcast. And how has it been? It has been good, challenging, exciting, and every, every, yes. And of course, of course, I'm still very much excited about this journey. And I want to sincerely say thank you for working with me on this beautiful journey. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for sending those beautiful, sweet comments in my DM. It was the best thing that has happened to me so far in this year. I'm so excited. One of the best, one of the best, let me not say the best, one of the best things. And I'm so happy about that. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I, I would see someone would just slide into my DM, send me your link, send me your artwork, send me this. And then they have already uploaded it for every other person to see and to listen. Thank you for sharing. I'm so, so grateful. I do not take you for granted. I do not take your love for granted. I am very grateful my heart is full and my heart prays for you god bless you thank you so much so today i'm going to be telling another story as always call me a storyteller that's my middle name <laughs> anyway before i go into the story let us let's let's discuss let's just how have you been truly how have you been i've been coping with nigeria how is your mental health? How is the state of your mental health? I, I, I think Nigeria today, we are, everybody is barely, we're just, we just surviving at this point. We are, we are surviving. It is no more business as usual. Prices of things have doubled, if not tripled, and then salary is still the same. And then Nigerian HR is telling you Lagos is not like a battle. I hope you know that. So the salary can be the same. But fear scarcity is all over Lagos and Ibadan. In all of Nigeria, things are expensive in Lagos and Ibadan. Still in the same Nigeria. Inflation is happening in the whole country, Lagos and Ibadan. Who are we? Who are we doing? doing ourselves but that aside if that's a total discussion an entirely different topic for another day not today i just felt like you know pouring my heart out as regards that but overall most importantly i think I, i hope you're good i hope you're doing good i hope you're having your head above the waters i know it's quite difficult i know it's not easy but um, please don't give up. I know it can be hard trying to encourage anyone, trying to motivate, you know, the aspire to perspire, Maguire, everything. But really, please don't give up. I know it's, it's difficult, you know, trying to survive, trying to put food on the table, trying to just live in Nigeria today. But please don't give up. It's hard. But please don't give up. We have we have suffered so much in this country. We deserve to see a better Nigeria. Even if we would see it from the diaspora. 
we, we, we deserve it. So please, as much as possible, just try and keep your mental health in check. Do whatever you have to do. Do whatever it takes to keep your sanity intact. Your peace of mind is important. Your mental health is very important. Your sanity, importantest. So please, do everything you have to do to keep your mental health intact. Everything you have to do. Please don't quote me and say, if you said anything you have to do, we, yeah, you can apply wisdom in that aspect. But please just, you know, be good. Be good. And I can only pray that God will make things easy for us. Even in the midst of inflation, um, dollar rates increase, um, what else do we call it now? Devaluation of Naira, um, fuel scarcity, everything. In the middle of, is, of, of everything, I pray God makes everything easy for us. I pray God makes life easy for us. When there's a casting down, we'd say there's a lifting up. And so shall it be. I'm starting to feel like a pastor. <laughs> anyway, so um, into the story for today. So I'm going to be sharing something I've uh, never shared before. And it took a lot of courage to finally come out to talk about this. And a few people might, or let me say, a few people can un- might understand a lot of things after listening to this episode when I say a lot of things I mean a lot of things about me and it might be longer than my usual 15 minutes so I want to apologize in advance but I promise that you would enjoy every second of this episode you would enjoy every bit of it so thank you in advance for sticking through and listening to the end so today's story is about myself, of course. And I'm sharing my story about imposter syndrome. Yes, you must have heard the word before or the phrase, whatever it is now. You must have heard it before and maybe, maybe not. You must have had the experience or you maybe you're currently dealing with it or you know someone who has experience of imposter syndrome or maybe you only know the symptoms but you just never knew that there was a name for it well here you go imposter syndrome that's the word or oh, that's the name i'm so sorry that's the name for it so i do not have this scripted i always like to talk from my heart except when i just want to you know have um my thoughts um, aligned and i just put down bullet point what i need to say and what i don't want to miss out on so um i don't know where to start i don't know how to start but i'm going to share my story of um how i dealt with imposter syndrome now i'm going to be talking in the past tense note i have not totally overcome imposter syndrome i'm still on my journey to overcoming it but I choose to speak in the past tense for which is best known to me. Yes. 
So um, for the longest time, I'd been experiencing imposter syndrome, but I never knew that was what I was going through. I just thought, oh, Ini, this is who you are. This is just your personality. This is how you were wired. This is how God created you. <laughs> Little did I know that, no, 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 God didn't create me this way. God made something good. And that was me. Imposter syndrome is not good. So no, it, it didn't create me with it. It took a very long time for me to finally realize that this is it. You know, sometimes it's one thing to realize that, okay, this is the problem. It's another thing to accept that, yes, this is it. And it's another thing to realize and deny. So it was in 2022, this year, that I eventually finally accepted that girl this is what you're dealing with and you have to do something about it now when i say that i'd experienced it for the longest time it's not a matter of five years or ten years over ten years now that i'd been dealing with imposter syndrome but i never knew that i was dealing with something and even when i started to notice the pattern of you know activities and the same symptoms repeating itself over time i never knew there was a name for it so that is why i've made up my mind to you know i just someone of courage mustered up every confidence in me to come out to talk about this because i think talking about it is one of the ways i can overcome it it's one thing to accept it it's one thing to own up is one thing to talk about it. I think it, it's, it's also the journey of growth. It's, it's one of the processes. It's one of the growth processes. So that's why I've decided to come out to talk about it. I want to heal fast. I want to, I want to be a better person. I want to not deal with imposter syndrome anymore. So that is why I'm talking about it. Not everybody, not many people can come out to talk about it. And not everybody is confident enough. Not everybody wants to. I choose to. And here I am doing it. So, um, I can't say that this was when it started. Or this was the symptom I first noticed. But I remember that. I remember the symptoms. And I remember some instances, you know, some points. At some point, these symptoms um, showed up so um, I always doubted my abilities and I felt like a fraud I never saw anything good in me I never saw anything good in what I can do I never, I never saw that I could do anything I never appreciated that yes this is an ability I could do this I just, I just didn't amount to anything to me. I always found myself second guessing at every point in time. Every single point in time. I was always second guessing. I had a terrible time dealing with anxiety and depression. Yes, I said that. And I would say it again. I dealt with anxiety and depression for the longest time. But... 
I was, I don't know how, but I just was able to, I found myself putting a smile on my face because I had to show up. I was always putting a smile on my face and I was always spreading light and love to everyone around me when really deep down inside there wasn't light. I know, I know you would say that, oh, no, it doesn't add up. Yeah, you can't give what you don't have, right? Yeah, I had to give to others, but I didn't have enough to give to myself. It was hard to have a full 24 hours without a feeling of anxiety. I would just wake up some mornings and... I'm very bright, very happy, very excited. And in the next minute... I start to feel anxious for no reason. (laughs) For no reason, I'm anxious. And the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. I don't know. I can't remember the exact, the exact word is, but be anxious for nothing. But in all things, give thanks. Let your request be made known. Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I know that the Bible, the Bible is even against anxiety. But I, I had a terrible time dealing with anxiety and depression. I didn't go on any antidepressants or any therapy session or anything. This is Africa. This is Nigeria. That is another story for another day. So I noticed that. Now, my the imposter syndrome I, I faced or I dealt with, I can categorize them into two. Fear and procrastination. Fear and procrastination. Um, okay, I'm not going to talk about those two now, but in the in the course of the storytelling, yes, you'd you'd be able to highlight, okay, this was where she experienced fear. This was where she experienced procrastination. So if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, um, you remember I mentioned something about perfectionism. And I said that if you're trying to be perfect, you, you, it's, you might not necessarily get anything done. Yes. So now I used to set high goals for myself. I still set high goals for myself. But I always found myself setting really high goals for myself. And the moment I failed to reach a goal. Now, <laughs> notice the contrast. Set high goals and reach a goal. Feelings of self-doubt start to creep in. And then I'm worrying about measuring up. Oh, goodness. Even if I had put three goals and I accomplished two of those goals. You see, that's one. That last one I didn't accomplish. Once I fail to reach that one goal, I start to feel self-doubt. I start to worry about measuring up. And my self-esteem is just battered. It is destroyed. Whenever I wanted, you know, something done rightly, I had to do it myself. Because I believed nobody can do it perfectly the way I'd want it done. And that really affected me. It really affected me a whole lot. Now, I noticed that I was I was always trying to be superwoman. Yes. I'd push myself to work harder and harder and harder. I worked so hard to measure up. 
Now, all this hard work, you're doing a lot, everything, everything, on a lie. It was just a false cover-up for my insecurities. I had a whole lot of insecurities. I still have some insecurities now. And trust me, I'm not ashamed of them. You can't shame the shameless, yes. But, you know, you know, when I was pushing myself to work harder, to measure up, it was just a false cover for my insecurities. I was just trying to look for, you know, I was trying to make excuses. I was trying to look for cover-up. I was always looking for a cover-up for my insecurities. So I would always work hard and hard just to measure up. And ironically, when I was not working, I was stressed. I was easily stressed. I think that when you work so hard, you should be stressed, you know, fatigue, burnout and all that. But I was easily stressed when I wasn't working because to me, a downtime is a complete waste of time. I remember back then in the university, if I wasn't at um, if I wasn't at home, I was in lecture room. If I wasn't in the lecture room, I was in the chapel. If I wasn't in the chapel, I was sleeping. If I wasn't sleeping, then I had to be reading. I just had to get busy doing something. If I wasn't reading, I was always picking beans. Yes. <laughs> I was always picking beans, even in the middle of the night. I was just, I just had to get myself engaged in some activity i didn't want any any time to be wasted and if i'm not reading if i'm just faffing around i'm like waste of time and destiny i was always screaming it waste of time and destiny like ah ah something should be done this one hour i would have done this it was a struggle though <laughs> small free time like this a girl is already thinking of this is wasteful it was so bad that i didn't have a social life i didn't have any hobbies in fact to have friends then was a, it was it was a big deal because safe to say that i didn't grow up i didn't grow up having friends around i wasn't used to having i don't have a childhood friend the friends i had started in school no church friend no friend from the house no childhood friend no so having friends if was a big problem i just i i, I was a total boy <laughs> really 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 boring person no social life no hobbies no outing no nothing i was always scared of something what if when i go out that is when this will happen what if what if so i'll just rather stay inside and then see that nothing happens trust me that was not a good thing i'm saying this and i'm surprised that i'm not even crying because i remember that when i was sharing this with someone earlier this year i was crying i'm saying this with a very big grin on my face because it's starting to sound funny to my to my ear i'm like oh really oh really anyway back to the story now I know a lot of people talk about oh, have a mentor, mentor this, mentor that. To me, the whole idea of having a mentor just did not sit down well with me. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't make sense to me. It did not make sense to me. I felt why have a mentor when I can easily handle things on my own. I was. I had that confidence that okay, yeah, I can actually do this on my own. Not that. Not that I was really confident, but you know, it was all it was all a cover up. I didn't want 
I didn't want my weaknesses to be shown. I didn't want to appear as a fraud. I didn't want my insecurities to be exposed. So I felt instead of having a mentor, just do things on your own. And I also noticed that at the slightest setback, this thing called self-confidence was a crash. And I start to feel shame. There's this feeling of shame that engulfs me. Just because of a small setback. <laughs> this thing I'm saying, ju- they just sound like, oh, just talk. When you listen again, or when you let this word sink in, you understand that having a small setback, and then you're, ah. <laughs> it is a very bad thing. To lose, to lose your self-confidence is a very bad thing. It is a very, very bad thing. I don't know how else to put it, but losing your confidence is a, is a terrible thing to happen to someone. Feeling shame is not a very pleasant thing. Imposter syndrome is a snare. It is a snare and a snare that has to be broken early enough small setback it was a fact I don't even know I don't know how to say this but you understand I avoided challenges any anything new like this forget it you will never see me there I'm a very daring person I could be adventurous but when imposter syndrome gets a hold of you the daring and adventurous part of you just dies a premature death and you don't even know it. You don't even realize it. I was, you know, whenever whenever a new a new task or a new challenge comes up, I would feel uncomfortable because ah, why would I try something I'm not good at? It's a matter of feeling. What if I feel? What if I don't do it well? What if I do this? What if I mess up and people start to make jest of me? What if ah my rep, I don't get rep again? What if, you know, I don't do it well and people who have respected me a lot, they just, ah, so she didn't even know this. I just start start to paint a lot of pictures, create a lot of scenarios that might not even ever happen. And I'm just on that spot. I don't eventually do anything. Nothing. (sighs) Trust me, it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. I had this independence uh, mentality. I would barely ask for help from anybody concerning anything. Because I felt that asking for help was revealing my weakness. It was portraying me as, as incompetent. It was portraying me as, as a fraud, as fake. So I would always do something on my own, things on my own. And if, if I didn't ask for help and I'm unable to do it, then that's it. That's all, period. And that's not a very healthy thing. It is a very, very unhealthy thing to do. I was never enough for myself. I was never enough for myself. I, I, I was always basing my competence on what or how much I knew or I could do. I feared being seen as a, a dummy, as not smart, as inexperienced or, or not knowledgeable, as... I just wanted to, I, I didn't want to be seen, beg your pardon, I didn't want to be seen as, uh, 
I'm a much I should not so smart. She dolls small. Ah I I do I just I feared I feared being seen as that. It got so bad that I would shy away from applying to job any job vacancy that I saw. I would not apply until I ticked every single requirement. If out of ten requirements I tick nine, you see that remaining one, I won't apply for the job. It, it was so bad that even after I left the job, I dreaded a new job because I don't know what I'm going to meet in that new job. I don't know the people I'm going to meet there. And I always feared they would be better than you. They would definitely be better than you. What if, uh, what if, what if almost ruined my life and destiny? What if, what if? What if that never even had answers? What if that never existed? I would just create an, I would just create an encounter and what if, what if? I was, I was always looking for, for, you know, certifications. I was constantly looking for trainings because I felt that I needed to improve my skills for me to succeed. I was just, I was, I, I, I don't know how best to put it, but I was just not enough. I was, I wanted to improve my skills. I was looking for every opportunity to improve my skills because I just had to, I felt that my me improving my skills would make me succeed and it it was just was not everything was just a fraud it was just it was just fake it was not real to accept compliments ah <laughs> if anybody tells me you're really good at what you do i beg good at what i beg please stop 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 flattering me i beg no they whine me no they ah. Like, I'm serious. You're really good at this. And I'm like, please just please stop it. I'd shudder whenever someone gives a very beautiful compliment. And, you know, I just, I just never saw anything good. People would say very good things. And I'm like, who? Me? Where? Good? I'm sorry. I don't see it. I never saw anything good about myself. I never saw anything good about anything I did. Even after doing something so well over and over and over and over again, to me, I still feel like I just did not know enough. And it made me procrastinate a lot. I would I would not do things. I'd push things to later because I was scared. I was scared of a lot of things. I the fear of failure is a very bad one. It's a very, very bad one. If you don't fail, you can't succeed. Because when you fail, the lessons you learn, you put them to use. The mistakes you make, you, you correct them. And then you do things better. And then you succeed at it. So the fear of failure is, is, a, is a destroyer of destiny. It's a total waste of time. Accept compliments. Mm-mm. Accept gifts. Mm, that's a problem. I would always compare myself to other people and... This is my mate. We left school together. She did this. He did that. Look at me. I can't boast of what I know my ah, my mate. When God created me, didn't say, Ini Oluwa, here is your mate. Go forth into the world and compare. 
este I was I was always comparing myself to others. I would downplay my abilities, my efforts, my achievements. And I did not like drawing attention to my successes, whether big or small. In fact, I was hesitant to brag about my accomplishments because to me, what have you accomplished that nobody has accomplished before? They probably did it better than you did. So why brag about anything? See, it was it was a big struggle, a very big one, and I'm glad that I, I can come out to talk about it now. Like I said earlier, I'm not totally over imposter syndrome. I've not overcome it totally. I'm on my journey to overcoming it, but I know one or two people can relate from this, and I'm glad for my growth. I'm glad I was able to identify this problem soon and start to work on it. Um, there will be a second part to this episode because this is almost 30 minutes and this is not me. But I'm glad I came to talk about this today and I'm sure you can relate to it. So the second part will talk about how I dealt with imposter syndrome what i did what i'm doing to overcome it and as the spirit leads the next content that follows thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed your time i hope you enjoyed everything here and i hope you could relate to one or two things um please don't forget to share like you always do and you can send your comments to me you know where we you know where we meet right Change your comments, share, your, share, share it to everybody and um, listen to the end. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Stay blessed and bye.